all love to receive an encouraging note from a friend. And on one page of the New Testament, we find a very personal letter from Paul to Philemon. This brief note to a friend is full of doctrinal truth and practical help for us all. Open your Bible and your heart today as we come to the book of Philemon. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we study God's Word together. In our last study, we talked about the fact that Philemon is a beautiful illustration of a man who not only received God's grace and God's blessing, but he was willing to relay it. Uh, We're supposed to be channels for the grace of God, not uh, just depositories. We're to be tributaries flowing into the lives of others. I want to show you that from this book of Philemon today. Let's read again, beginning in verse 1. Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ, and Timothy, our brother, unto Philemon, our dearly beloved and fellow laborer, and to our beloved Aphia and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in thy house, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayers, hearing of thy love and faith which thou hast toward the Lord Jesus, and toward all saints, that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Do you see all the good things that are present in the life of Philemon? There seems to be a a sincerity to this man's faith. He's had his own experience of the grace of God. Praise the Lord for that. But notice carefully that what's in him is supposed to come out of him. There are, there are two important directional words given here. In verse 3, there's the little word to, grace to you, peace to you. And then in verse 5, there's the little word toward, toward the Lord Jesus, toward all saints. Do you see how one flows in and the other flows out? Notice it carefully. In verse 3, here's what comes to us. This is what is poured into us. There is grace and there is peace. By the way, there's a divine order in that. One is the root and the other is the fruit. We live in a world today where everybody wants peace, nobody wants grace. I mean by that, they don't want to come to God and depend upon his grace alone. They just want peace of heart and mind. Friend, peace is the byproduct. It grows out of the grace of God. When you experience God's grace, God gives you his peace. Do you need peace today? Are you troubled then instead of just praying for peace, pray for this, Lord, grace. Uh, Get a glimpse of the grace of God, of the goodness of God to sinners who are unworthy and undeserving. Get a glimpse of all of God's kindness to us for Jesus' sake. That's the grace of God. And when you get a good dose of the grace of God, a fresh experience of that grace, you'll find the peace of God ruling in your heart, the peace of God keeping your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So, Uh, We have what is poured into us, grace and peace. Uh, Notice before we move on that not only does he identify the the two things that are given, but also the source and the means by which they're given. Listen to it again carefully. From God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Why not just say from God? Why say it's from the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, we know that the source of all blessing is our Father. James says that every good and every perfect gift cometh down from above, 
from the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So if you have grace today, if you have peace today, I want you to know God the Father gave that to you. God wants to bless his children. God gives good gifts to his children. No father has ever been better than the Heavenly Father is to us. If you're a child of God today, rejoice in it, rest in it, revel in it. We have a wonderful father. And may I say, if you're not sure you're a part of the family of God, uh, come to him today. Uh, ask the Lord even now to be your Savior. Tell him you need the grace of God, and you'll enter into all the good things the Father has for his family. But he not only identifies the source, he identifies the means. That's why it says, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Every good gift comes from the Father, but every good gift comes because of the Son. You don't deserve it, and I don't deserve it. Every good thing in our life comes on the merit of Jesus Christ, not on something we have done, not on something we deserve, but rather on his good name. Aren't you glad for that? Based on his righteous record, we have grace and we have peace. So he begins by identifying all the things that are poured into us. Then he turns it around. Don't miss this. Connect the two of verse 3 to the toward of verse 5. He said, now your love and your faith is being showed toward the Lord Jesus and toward all saints. Do you see how God expects? He expects this, that when he puts his grace and peace in us, we don't keep that to ourselves. Shame on us. Shame on us for keeping God's grace to ourselves in a world that needs grace. Shame on us for keeping God's peace to ourselves in a world filled with conflict and war and struggle. I'm reminded of the verse in 1 Corinthians 15, that great resurrection chapter. Right in the middle of that chapter of victory, it says this, Some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. Some people don't know the God you know. Some people don't know the grace you know. Some people don't know the peace you know. Shame on us for bottling that up and keeping that to ourselves. Do you remember I said to you in our last study that people sometimes look at the church selfishly. What can this church do for me? What can I get out of it? Well, some people also look at the Christian life selfishly. Uh, what can the Lord give me? What can the Lord do for me? They're users. That's what they are. Instead of wanting to be used, to pass it on, they're just users. What can I get out of the Lord? What can I take from him? Well, the Lord shares his goodness with us so that then we will pass along that goodness to other people. That's why in verse 6 it says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. In other words, every good thing in your life ought to be so communicated, so shared, that other people come to know the Christ that's living inside of you. Did you notice that there are two towards in verse 5? First, it's toward the Lord Jesus, and then it's toward all the saints. There's a divine order here. All of our service, all of our all of our response to God's goodness, first of all, is Godward. Everything you do should be filled with an attitude of worship and love and praise and thanksgiving. And then, then it's toward the saints. Uh, this is, I think, what Galatians 5 verse 6 refers to as faith which worketh by love. So uh, this, this faith is being communicated now by not only our love for the Lord, but then our love for for others. And Philemon, that's the kind of man he was. That's the kind of Christian he was. I remember my dad saying to me as a kid, he said, son, everybody's going to be one of two things. You're either going to be a giver or a taker. 
and you're going to have to determine which one you're going to be. Well, I want to tell you, based on what I know of Philemon in this one page of the New Testament, uh, not based on his own words, but the testimony of another about him and the testimony of the Holy Spirit, Philemon was not a taker. He was a giver. He is identified throughout the passage as a man who refreshed others. Are you that kind of person? You know, sometimes you get around certain people, they drain you. They, they're takers. They drain the life out of you. And then other people, you get around them, and when you leave their presence, you just feel refreshed, encouraged, helped, strengthened. Oh, I want to be that kind of person. Ask God today to make you that kind of person, not just someone who enjoys the blessings, but someone who then ministers those blessings to other people. And as a footnote, we're coming back to the subject of forgiveness. I would simply remind you that forgiving is the greatest giving. That the greatest thing you ever give is forgiveness. Soon we'll return to our study and learn more about that. But ask the Lord today to make you more of the person he saved you to become. A person who has experienced the grace and peace of our Father and our Savior. But a person that shows that toward the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints. Thank you for listening. This inspired letter has so much truth for each of us. Ask the Lord to help you live the grace of God and share it with someone else today. Perhaps you could even write a note to a friend and encourage them to keep following Jesus. Visit enjoyingthejourney.org for many more resources and invite someone else to join you as we study together. Until next time, may God richly bless you.